0: You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show!
1: All right, welcome back. I hope today's going well for you wherever today is. I'm excited because my wife is back again. And today we're actually gonna talk about our relationship. We're gonna talk about one of the things that some people have said to us, and this is not about us, we're not bragging you say this, to be honest with you, it scares me when I say it. We've had people say to us, hey, we want your relationship. And we almost always say, no, you don't. Because as as long-term listeners will know, it's not just what do you want? It's what are you willing to pay? What are you willing to risk? And one of the things that I've come to the realization of in, in doing couples therapy for as long as I have now is that we've developed habits that have helped us be healthy. But developing those habits is painful. And one of the things that often happens is couples, they drop out of the process because of the pain. And so one of the things that you and i were talking about you told me you told your clients that was a couple you're like look joe and i have the same arguments you guys have and i always tell my clients that like none of their arguments are all that unique the difference is most of the time and knock on wood and for those of you who can't see which is all of you i'm knocking on my wife's head right now because i use humor <laughs> uh but one of the things that we have developed is we don't leave wounds right we don't leave scars and we wounds try that too. we yeah. try not to correct that's that's the goal um and then the other is we just stay in the conversation until it's resolved even if one or both of us is like, whatever, forget it. And then we come back and I talk often to my clients. I think at the beginning of the summer, the the argument that we had at the office mole, where you snapped your fingers and did the pirouette. I tell people like that was an eight minute fight where we just threw out all the rules for eight minutes. And then we did two hours and 35 minutes or two hours and 45 minutes because it was three hours of actual disagreement discussion. And that's not the same as us talking about our golf game. That's not the same as us talking about, you know, what we're doing with the kids for senior pictures or headshots or dinner. It is a different feeling but that wasn't one where we were using verbal knives which for the first eight minutes we did. And so I use that as a story with, with, with clients like hey just because it starts out bad or there's a bad middle part it doesn't mean you have to stay in that. And so I, wherever you want to jump in you know I think one of the things obviously everybody wants to be heard valued and safe. We talk about that and what that means in an argument is usually taking turns talk. which yeah jump in. Uh,
0: one of the things that actually Joe coined this phrase that I think about oh. when we're fighting a lot is do I want to be right or Arkansas and I know many of you don't know me but I'm probably one of the most strong willed stubborn people you will ever come across um I feel like I have people fooled so I'm just gonna tell you right now if I have you fooled that I seem like I'm not that way I am and so
1: if I shook my head any harder I'd break my jaw Stop.
0: Just actually, a few weeks ago, we were on vacation and we went to Knobles, which is the amusement park that my husband grew up with in Pennsylvania. And, you know, we're there with our family, our sister-in-law, and everybody wants to go ride rides, right? And we were kind of hanging out as a family. But I had mentioned one of my favorite rides. As silly as this is, is, a sky lift. I love sky lifts, especially in, at Knobles in Pennsylvania because it's just the most gorgeous view, right? For all
1: my Michigan friends, one of the things that we don't have here that I love... Is mouth. And Kenobles is in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It, the sky lift that you're talking about goes right up the mountain and then back down. You can see the whole view. So if you get a chance, it's in Elysburg, PA. Look it up. Schedule a family visit there. you will love it. Go ahead.
0: So the older kids wanted to go ride a roller coaster, but Joe knew I wanted to ride the sky lift. And he was like, well, it's right here. Let's just ride it. And I was like, well, we can go with them. He's like, God, no, let's just ride it. Right. So we go to get in line with the sky lift. Joey needed sunscreen. So that was in Joe's mind that we didn't want Joey to get burnt because, yes, we have been those parents before who we forget to apply sunscreen. And we get up there and it was like $5 a person. So Knoebels isn't like a Cedar Point where you just pay, you know, a $100 for your ticket. It's you pay per ride. It's like, I'm just, you know, I don't want to ride. Well, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to ride this by myself. The joy of an amusement park and being with my family is, especially I wanted to ride with my husband. So when he was like, I'm not going to ride, I was like, I'm not going to ride either. Well, then I feel like he got annoyed with me that I wanted to ride the ride that I wasn't going to ride it. And I was like, I wanted to ride it with you So we go and get the sunscreen and I expressed to him, I was like, I'm a little frustrated because you insisted that we go ride this ride. We could have just gone off with the kids because I would have been fine with that. But then, then you decided you didn't want to ride it. And he's like, well, we're going to go ride it now. I was like, no, like really, I get it. It's like $5 a person. We could better spend that money on the kids. We don't have to ride it. And he's like, Erica, I'm riding the ride. And so he goes and gets in line, and I set my butt on a bench. And I was like, nope, I am not riding that ride. We had the chance to ride the ride. I don't need to ride the ride now. I hear what he's saying.
1: For those keeping score, that's all or nothing. Thank
0: you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so
1: <laughs>
0: so we're literally like, what, 10 feet apart from each other?
1: Uh, no, we'll go for
0: well, 20 yards maybe 20 yards and we're texting each other and he's like could you please come ride this ride with me and i'm like because nope.
1: <laughs> from my point of view i didn't the, the part where you took annoyance you were right i was annoyed but i wasn't actually annoyed with you i was annoyed with me because i didn't think it through when i said well i'll just go get the sunscreen i don't need to ride it because i don't really care to ride the ride and i didn't think about like you would want me to ride with you and not thinking about that after being together for 20 some years annoyed me mm-hmm. and so then i was like okay well it's an easy fix let's go ride together and and you were like, no, one chance and done, bro. <laughs>
0: so I sat there on the bench while he's in line and he's like, please come ride. I'm like, don't, I'm not right. He's like, well, I'm going to ride. I'm like, okay, then you ride it. And he's like, but I want to ride with you. He's like, could you stop and just come ride it? And so I literally sat there and I'm like, okay, are you trying to be right and stubborn and strong-willed, like I normally am, to be honest, or are you going to be reconciled? Because I can't be reconciled and be stubborn. Like it just isn't going to work. So much to my annoyance, and I did have a thought in my head, even though I teach against this, is like, he's just going to win, right? But, ah, it can't be about winning and losing either because I think everybody loses. So I got up and I went and ro- rode the ride with him. And it was very enjoyable. We actually ended up riding it again that day.
1: Yeah, we rode a couple times. And the point of that is, like, we didn't actually fight. Like, no names were called. It was kind of the silent war.
0: Tension between It was us.
1: tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually remember saying, if you want to sit on that bench, that's fine. I'll just sit here in the line and people will have to step over me. And that's going to be really awkward. So please come ride. But the point is, I think people think because they're mad at each other, they have to fight. Right, and that's not true. Obviously, what we do is we give ourselves a hall pass. Oh, I'm mad at Erica, so now I can say things that I don't mean. Um, and that's not true. Right. And and so one of the ways that if you want to improve your relationship, and by improve your relationship, I'm not even saying it's bad right now. Like this is true. I think our relationship's pretty good, but if we stop doing this, we would be in trouble. And and what this is, is the ability to tolerate distress between each other, knowing that me being able to tolerate that I know you're frustrated with me. And I might even think it's completely unfair, which I hate that. That word too, right? But completely inappropriate that you're mad at me. Or vice versa. You might know that I'm mad at you and think it's stupid that he's mad at me. And we still have a responsibility to talk to each other a certain way. And if you're curious what that is, if you've never heard this before, look up my episode, uh, Six Rules of Communication. Certainly you can read my book. It's chapter eight in the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple, which is available wherever fine books are sold and also a Kindle edition. You know, there's rules that we have that govern how we communicate and we have to stay in those. And so there's that side of it. There's that story and then i think of the story about the argument we had where i stood on the stairs and you were at the front door probably last year maybe 18 months ago and the kids were sitting on chairs eating popcorn (laughs) in the hallway (laughs) because because they are stinkers they're like their mother but also because that that argument had good parts and bad parts and and there was a couple times you're like you know what this just doesn't matter I was like no no no, this does matter we need to stay involved in this and there's a couple times i'm like whatever And you're like, no, 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 this does matter. We need to stay engaged. I think that's the other thing that I I would want to encourage the listener with today is you have to expect that the conversation is going to be uncomfortable. You have to expect that it's going to be distressful. You have to expect that you're not going to like what's going on. And you have to expect that you still control yourself. And so if you don't have rules for how you talk, as a couple, you need to come up with them, right? And, and we have six that we use, and there's times when you call me out, you're like, well, that's not this. I'm like, crap, you're right. Or our one daughter, Cadence, keeps a scorebook. <laughs> uh, I, again, because they're like their mother. But this idea of... How do you build emotional security in relationship? A, a whole nother episode would be you need to make sure that you have regular fun time together. Uh, for, for some level of that, you could listen to the episode uh, that may not be up when this one goes up, but if it isn't, it'll be up quickly, uh, about raising emotionally secure kids. Uh, the other side of that, though, is you actually probably build more equity in the danger moments. When you get to the place where you're like, you know what, I know she's mad at me, and I know right now it's distressful, but it'll be okay, we care about each other more than we care about our being right or our own pride, and so eventually we'll come back to this and we'll solve. And not everything that irritates me or irritates you has to be discussed, because it might just be I'm hangry, it might just be I'm tired, it might just be I tried to do something and it failed miserably, or something else is going on, it might just be and many many of things. And if I sleep on it a day or two, I'm not even bothered by it.
0: Anymore. One of the things I see a lot uh, in myself, and I see it in clients, one of my f- actually favorite stories of this is I had a 22 year old client um, several weeks ago. I said, so what do you want in your future spouse? And as she unpacked it on paper, I read it and I was like, So you want to marry someone like you one day? And she was like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. Like that does describe me. I'm like, and that's going to be really boring, right? But I also, while I say that, some of the biggest distress in relationship is we want somebody to be like us and respond like us and do things like us. We forget this idea of autonomy in a relationship. Yes. And being able to respect the other person for who they are and what they do and that they don't have to be me. And if they were me, it would probably be incredibly boring.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I tell people is when you look at the attachment chart, secure is the desired box where we want to be. And secure attachers are comfortable with intimacy, which is what everybody's all about. Right. Like, oh, I've got somebody like you. We go like we do everything together. Right. They're, they're, we're barely apart. We're, we're together all the time. Uh, we're recording these together. We run the businesses together. We hang out together. The only thing we really do separately is I hunt more without you. But other than that, even our hobbies are aligned. Yes. And everybody's okay with that. Everybody's okay with with the sexual part of intimacy. Most everybody. It's when you start talking about the autonomy side, because the secure attachers are comfortable with both intimacy and autonomy, which means I love your independence. Until that independence is causing you to do something that I don't want you to do. Right. Or vice versa, right? Yeah. Or, or I love that, like you just like ah, well, we'll we'll just figure out a different way. And I'm like, Argh! right? And and you have to be comfortable living in that space because almost, and this is a cliche, but almost all of the things that we do well have something attached to them when we're off the rails. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you're talking about my independence drives you crazy. You, I, I don't, I do everything in a hurry. I'll be honest, right? Like I am quick to move. I'm quick to get stuff done. And my husband here, I love him dearly, but there's times like, especially when we're golfing, I have, I have like actually told myself, I'm going to slow down so I can enjoy this moment with him, right? And I'll throw my trash away and I'll pack my bag and I'll head off to the car. I'll have my clubs in the car and I'll go to get in the door and I'll look over and I'm like, he hasn't even moved his golf bag off the cart. And I was like, oh my word. Right. But then as I'm saying, oh my word, like, how can he be so slow? I'm also like, but that's pretty hot too because he's so stinking cute because they don't understand, right? Because they don't understand him. Because I don't want to keeps... leave
1: anything in the cart, so I'm double checking everything.
0: And that's what keeps me entertained. And in this, is because, like, I also, in the same hand, can, while it annoys me, I can appreciate it because it's him and he is, like I said, in the same hand, being agitated. It's also adorable when I look <laughs> at him and I'm like, how can he just be so, so slow,
1: right? Slow and steady. <laughs> when, slow is steady and steady is fast. Wins the race apparently, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> And, and there is what you're talking about there, though, is one of the things that I think couples lose is this realization that you have to celebrate your differences. You have to enjoy the differences of each other, because if we're both alike, one of us isn't necessary. And That's the truth really is, if, if we were both rushing away from the golf cart, we'd lose stuff mm-hmm. because somebody I know had her glasses for less than three days. And didn't know where they were.
0: That's because I put them in a safe place and <laughs> forgot where that safe Where's place was. Where's your first was. Apple
1: Watch that I got you?
0: That's still in a safe place somewhere, okay? <laughs> Do
1: you know where that safe place is? You know
0: what? I'm not going <laughs> to tell you where it's at. <laughs>
1: I think the other thing that people have to consider, and this is something that I think we kind of stumbled upon accidentally. You know, I tell people our story in broad strokes often, and the first couple years were really kind of smooth. Life outside of us was incredibly chaotic. And then around year four, five, six, life inside got chaotic. And and one of the things that we stumbled upon was... that I, I don't think we could articulate until we were doing it was we realized that we came to a common objective, like a common, this is what we want the end of our life to look like. You know, and that was right around this time that I started asking people, anybody who would listen, hey, when you die, how do you know if you win at life? And and I think couples that are healthy, one of the things that they have is a common purpose for both of them. Our family's goal is well known in our family. Our kids know what a win looks like for our lives. And you and I know what a win looks like for our lives. And so what that does is that allows us, even in the moments of extreme frustration, then we can talk to each other about how whatever's going on moves us towards that goal, you know? And so there's that element of navigating the distress. Mm -hmm. There is also an element of, of you have to change. You have to grow together. Um, one of the things, that I think there's two sides to that. One of the things that I've learned is I often talk about how we we had that conversation when we lived in Ohio in Springboro about how I thought certain things that are illegal, without getting into the details too much, certain things that were illegal should be legal mm-hmm. because I tend to lean libertarian. And you were just appalled. Mm-hmm. You argued with me. and And one of the things that I think we do well is we're like, okay, whatever. You have your, that goes back to that autonomy piece you were talking about you have your beliefs, I have mine. But then three weeks later, I hear you arguing with your dad on the phone using my arguments about why those laws should not be those laws. And we've grown together. I'm anti-spanking now. I tell people this. I'm not like, oh, I think it's okay for other people, but it's not okay for me. No, I'm anti-spanking. If you spank your kids, I think you're doing something detrimental to the long-term health. You can disagree with me. And if you feel judged, to be honest, I don't care. However, I didn't start out there. I started out pro-spanking. And I remember you saying to me, look, I love you. I don't know what I think about that. I actually am not sure that I'm pro-spanking. And and that was a whole conversation with Kendra. and, And then we started out with like the, okay, well... If you do spank, like, can we make it these rules? And eventually I ended up not only Team Erica, I'm probably a little bit more adamant about it now than you are. No, not on the anti-spanking. Just on... I probably got there a little bit quicker, maybe. No, you think that's inaccurate too?
0: Uh, To be against spanking? Yeah, to
1: be not to To move from the to move from the like, well, it's not right for us, but it could be right for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, the way I understood it, you were still there not all that long ago.
0: Um, I as long as long not that we're trying to make this conversation kid, about spanking, right? right? I'm I'm pretty much just against it all the way around. I feel like okay. there's yeah, a all right. better approach to way better approach yeah. to discipline. Absolutely. Their brains can't handle
1: it, which I've might be a great other yeah. episode. Yeah, I've discussed yeah. it at length, but. The disagreement part. We started out, I was pro-spanking, you weren't, Mm -hmm. and we had to talk it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that creates emotional security for couples, and I think people underestimate and undervalue the emotional security that, that builds. I think the other thing, and then maybe we'll end on this, is I think that the the thing that people don't understand is you picked your spouse for a reason, right? And so I meet people who who, who are mad that they're married to passive guys, mm-hmm. but you picked him because he was passive, right? You did not marry a passive guy. You for picked sure. a guy with a little bit. Of a, I am a <laughs> relatively A little
0: sure. bit spicy.
1: But but I didn't marry a passive woman. I Right. Right. We're both probably equally stubborn. We're both very, very passionate people. We both tend to run high. And, and so you have to appreciate that. And you have to appreciate that we can express that differently.
0: One of the things I will have men say to me in the room, but you don't understand my wife. She's very strong, independent. There's nothing she can't do. And she just tells me how it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but you enjoy talking to me. And I promise <laughs> you, if you talk to my husband, he's going to tell you that's me. Right. But one of the things I appreciate that he does for me is he reigns in my, my, how would you put it? What do you, what do you reign in? You reign in my craziness, I guess you could say. Because like, I, I am like, not
1: <laughs> using that word anywhere at all. No, no, no
0: but he doesn't have what where we work well together is we have given because we've built this emotional security we give each other permission to call each other out and to invite each other to a better story so when I am going crazy or I am like I can get my mind on something and man you're not getting me off of whatever I'm driven to do at that moment and and Joe's just really good at like calling me out and calling me back to reality and to life and like I need that or um, I'm telling you guys, I'd, I'd go rogue all the time right? because of my personality.
1: And, and I think there's there's two aspects to that. We've given each other permission to call each other out because I can be the storm. Like just yesterday, mm-hmm. you said to me, no, you're blowing it out of proportion because we're not talking. We had to talk through Messenger.
0: Right. Because he drove off with my phone.
1: No, phone no, no she reason. left her phone in my truck, in my Jeep. Uh, did you put it there? Yes. And then you walked inside. And, I and even walked you inside. It was there. Anyway, oh, it's my responsibility anyone. to get your phone to you. Anyway. See, this is the bantering we do. <laughs> uh, but so one of the things that the other side of that is, is when I think of life's storms, you're the rock that I want to be anchored to. And I think that's true going the other way. And so what happens then is you have permission to call me out because I know when you call me out. It's about anchoring me to that rock, not about creating more of a storm so that you feel better because you haven't dealt with your own trauma, right? right? And so when you run that out, that's super important for a healthy relationship to build that intimacy and autonomy. Call it out. I can't tell you how many couples I have that are in a bad place in the room and they won't call each other out because they're afraid of what's going to happen next. And that doesn't mean that we always agree. Uh, There have been things that, that you've said to me, well, I think times and I don't remember. Well, the one time that we were walking up the sidewalk in PA and you were like that was too harsh I'm like I just disagree with you mm-hmm. and as long as I'm not like I just disagree with you name 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 mm-hmm. or you're not like well that was too harsh name 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 that's a healthy interaction to build emotional security mm-hmm. and to make healthy couples
0: well you said to me just last I had said to him to Joe like hey I feel like our son was trying to get my attention and I felt bad because I knew that he wanted me to just engage in these videos he watched which to be honest I don't care about But it's important to him, right? But I was also dealing with some things with my mom. And I'm like, I don't know how to sometimes explain to him like, hey, mom, can't pay attention to you right now because I have to deal with this. And Joe's like, well, uh, you know, I don't know how you're going to take this. But I do feel like you've been back into your phone and everything with work and not always engaged all the time. And I was just like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah, that's
1: exactly how you responded.
0: I don't have to argue with that. And to be honest, he's right. So, but I think as with couples, what I see, and I was once there, it's really hard for us to want to say, hey, you might be onto something and I might need to work on it.
1: Yes. And, and the thing of it is, is like, I even ended that yesterday with like, hey, it's just something for you to think about, which is something that you taught me. Just because I see something, you may not be at the place in your own personal development where you can see it. And the phone has been a consistent source for us. You know, I talked to couples all the time about how that time you got mad at me that one time uh, about taking two vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, I don't understand what the difference is because if we get in the vehicle, you're just going to be on your phone. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of went back and forth about that. And you were like, okay, well, here's what I'm thinking about the vehicle. And, and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm thinking about the phone. And to be honest with you, the win for me yesterday wasn't you saying I'm right. That was a bonus.
0: I, I didn't use the word you were right.
1: But it was just being able to say it for something for you to think about. Because part of it is you are ADHD mixed. Maybe perhaps the poster child for that particular thing. And when you go into something, I feel like I could say there's just no response coming back. And I can be super run, 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 or slow. I might do it slow, but still, right? And so it's it's this, hey, let's talk about it. Here's what I think. Mm -hmm. And, And really the only response required is... Okay, I can think about that. Or in some cases, you, you know, you're right.
0: <laughs> I try to not use those words with to you too often. But yeah. uh, but one of the things that I had to consider when you said that is, yes, while something is going on with my mom, I do have this struggle with becoming hyper fixated on what I'm doing. And I can do better at multitasking in the sense of like, yes, I could be talking to my mom, but I can also pause and engage my son in these videos he watches.
1: Right. Well, what caught me off guard that night was it wasn't even about videos. He wanted to stop reading. And he asked you and you said yes. And I was like, he literally just started. What are you doing? But it was because you were very focused on what's going on, on your phone. And and here's the thing that I think people have to consider. We didn't marry perfect people. And so I know it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To accept. But we didn't marry perfect people. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so with growth, I tell you this to young people all the time. Don't look, you don't, my daughter says you don't date for potential, which I totally agree with, but you do, once you're dating, you need to figure out what's their growth arc probably look like Mm -hmm. and what's your tolerance for difference. I use this example pretty regularly. For years, I didn't go back to grad school because you didn't want me to. And that choice that I made, that's the autonomy part, because of you, that's the intimacy part, that did create some hardships for our family that might not have been created if I had gone back to grad school earlier. But it also created rewards for our family that I wouldn't have gotten if I had gone back to grad school earlier. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is you have to decide how much you want to sacrifice for your spouse. I think about how you used to go to baseball games that I umpire. Nobody goes to the game to watch the umpire except you. You did that.
0: I mean, you're really cute. So right, well, to
1: watch it. Right. But you could see me at home. and be cute, right? Although my strike that call is amazing. Is a different amazing. position, to be it honest. It is. <laughs> and my strike call is amazing. Ah, I can see right there. Oh, I just got oh. it. You see all the red on the screen from that. <laughs> Uh, but, but that idea of sacrificing for other people, one of the things that I, I think couples don't do well is play the long game. I'm not married to you because of how I feel today or even what I want today. I'm married to you because of how I want to feel over the whole of my and what we're building together. Not just like in career stuff, but the life that we're building together. You know, camping. I think about how how, how we've moved from camping. What are you talking about? We went tent camping for years.
0: Because I wasn't going to do bugs.
1: Right, right. And now we, we camp with a camper, but it's literally one of our favorite things. When we bought the camper, I wanted a boat, you wanted a camper. And of course, the joke, and I hate this joke, by the way, I hate memes that try to normalize stupidity in relationships. The joke is, so we compromised and got a camper. But the truth is, we compromised and got a camper because your reasons for wanting a camper were, it's better for our family and this thing that we're building for our family. And someday we'll get a boat, and that'll be fine or we won't get a boat and that'll be fine because it's about you and me and us and our family even down to uh and i didn't warn you that we were going to do this but talk when we talk about things like hunting and how for eight months out of the year nine months out of the year i'm all about like let's do everything together and then really from october one to january one i could probably hunt every day by myself and be relatively happy We've had a lot of talks about that. And one of the things I said to you was, I don't have to hunt. You're more important to me than hunting, which can be rooted in, in some cognitive distortions. But the baseline of that is true. My family's more important than hunting. And I and I'm not sure that I could do it this way. And I need to figure that out. And that's the other part. We give each other, you especially for me, we give each other permission to practice at things. Right. Like I think a lot of times when I'm talking to couples that are like eight years, seven years in, 12 years in, they're like, well, we want those habits. Well, okay. But the thing about developing habits is you're going to fail at them. So that's a
0: long game. Yes. Because like even with the hunting thing, I feel like it took me seven months. I mean, really just until like three weeks ago, I wasn't able to articulate to you what I was trying to articulate to you. I think it felt like, it felt like with hunting, it was coming across as I was over needy or I didn't want you to hunt or I was just going to complain all the time that you hunt and it wasn't able to arti- articulate to you that no I just feel like all those other nine months like you literally will go out of your way to make up reasons to spend time with me to get me away from the kids to get me away from work and you're always like no but I just want to spend time with you I want to spend time with you to like you know your language during hunting season is like it's only three months Erica like and I feel like some, like, like explain this to you like you didn't you don't care if you see me during those three months so the other nine months out of the year you know, you can't get enough of me. And then three months out of the year, you could care less if you see me. That that's a hard adjustment to make. And so it's just it was, think of it
1: like a keto relationship. That's the intermittent fasting.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll look at that way. <laughs> but for me to articulate that to you
1: took, yeah, well, yeah. At least I eight mean, months. you said it. I don't know that. I think it took, I, I think the thing that, that that illustrates is it took those months for you to feel like you articulated. You actually said that back in the February conversation or end of January. I don't remember exactly when it was. And and and, and I that hit back then. I understood what you were saying back then. Um, but I think it took, and, and that's the two sides of communication, right? There are times that something gets in and the listener hears it and understands it, isn't sure what to do about it. But the speaker doesn't feel like they articulated it. And again, that's that space. One of the things that you have to have is that space around the couple that that you're at one space, I'm in another, and it's okay. We can walk together and figure it out. All right. So this episode went a little long. Anything you want to add? All right. Listen, if you have any questions, please feel free to email us. Uh, If you like this format of her and I talking, I'd love to hear about that. Let us know. Uh, joe at joemartino.com. Put podcast in the subject line. If you're enjoying this, please share it with your friends. Just think of three friends who might benefit from this and share it with them. Uh, If you're interested in things like conferences and that, let us know that too. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend and hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.